Welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm Sky Edmonds, portrait photographer of 19 years, photographer educator of 15 years, and intuitive business and life coach. I help heart-centered photographers expand their income and impact through nervous system regulation, energetics, somatic connection, and business strategy so that they can become the bold, visible face of their brand. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm sitting here with my cup of coffee. It was a 5 a.m. wake up for me. And let me just say, I am not a 5 a.m. wake up kind of girl. I'm not a 6 a.m., not a 7 a.m. I don't have littles anymore. So I am a full-fledged, embracing 8 a.m. wake up kind of girl. So yes, indulging in a nice big cup of my favorite stimulant and wait, my favorite stimulant. It's like, what are your other stimulants of choice? Cocaine? Um, No, coffee. I love coffee. And just a quick invitation to check my show notes for the link to my new online course, Unseen to Unstoppable. We start next week. And this is for the photographer or creative entrepreneur who wants to be more visible in their business. No, this is not about me forcing you to do things like reels or TikToks or things that may blow out your nervous system. We're going to the deeper issues of why you are afraid to be seen in your business. So if you want to join me or check it out, again, the link is in my show notes. Okay, let's just dive on in. So first, we're going to start talking about creativity. And then next, I'm going to dive into a creativity blocker that you may be familiar with. Creativity is the lifeblood for a photographer or creative entrepreneur. Without it, what are we going to create? And if we're not creating, we're usually consuming, consuming other people's content instead of creating our own. So let's start at the beginning. What is creativity? Well, creativity or inspiration is like a muse. It's a separate energy looking for someone to rest upon and work through in order to create phenomenal art. Creativity is not something we possess, as in we own it, but rather something we make room for. We give it breath. And now I'll tell you why this is good news. Okay, wait, a little backstory before we get to the good news. A few years into my photography business, I found three books almost in a row that all said the same thing about the source of creativity. We're going to discuss those books in a minute, briefly, but they all confirmed what I was already suspecting. Creativity doesn't come from us, it's not generated from us, it works through us. Now back to the good news. If I don't own the creativity, but only partner with it, then I am not burdened by the daunting task of recreating another piece of art to rival my last greatest work. The pressure is off. When I think of, let's, let's say music, some of the great albums of our time, Creating Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. 
holy cow, I can't even imagine the pressure that may have been in the studio to create another Jagged Little Pill when it came down to her sophomore album. Or what about Fleetwood Mac's rumors? If you go into a new project trying to redo the last great work, it's so much pressure. And creativity, it doesn't really like pressure. It's a little finicky, a little fussy. Now, on my timeline, I see a ton of Taylor Swift concert picks. So I don't know if I can use Taylor Swift as an example because I don't know her. I don't know if she has a standout greatest album that most people can agree on. If you're a Lana's fan, most of us can agree that was her finest work at 20 years old, too. The other day, I was like driving and singing Not the Doctor. And I'm in my 40s and I'm like, holy shit, this is so profound. <laughs> I can't believe a 20-year-old wrote this. I mean, I was singing it when I was, what, 16 when it came out. But I really, really understand those lyrics now. And that was no hate on Taylor. I'm just saying that her work is very subjective. I think for me, 1989, I like that album. I like Midnight's. It's fresh. And I also like Taylor's version of Red, really enjoying that one. So let's get into those three books. So I think I, I found all three of these books, or they found me, within a year's time of each other. It was like, wow, it's a common theme here. <laughs> the first one is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I try to reread this book yearly, or at least every other year. I think I'm due for another read, as a matter of fact. Not only does she talk about how creativity works through us, I love how she brings the concept up. If you don't use a creative idea, it's going to be found coming through someone else. She tells the story of a very unique story idea that came to her. And if you have worked with creativity, those, those inspirational, intuitive sparks and moments, they almost demand, hey, look at me, pay attention to me. And they don't get louder and louder. They usually get quieter and quieter if you don't answer them. They're not going to beg. And Elizabeth is convinced that that story that she pushed off, didn't make time or room for, showed up for someone else. And I be, I'm pretty sure it became a bestseller. I'd have to reread the book. <laughs> Elizabeth also has some great interviews on YouTube. I will link to one below. Not only is she a great writer, but she's a great speaker too. If her name sounds familiar, she wrote the book Eat, Pray, Love. The next book is Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. This book is like the holy grail for artists, especially if you like inner work with a touch of spirituality. I love that her book is specifically for artists experiencing burnout and has weekly steps on how to overcome. I'll talk more about this book in the Creativity Part 2 episode. The last one is The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield, another classic. This is the first book I ever read on creativity that focused on the inner journey of the artist. Every artist, I think, should read this book, especially if you're in a service-based business. I think about a year ago, I reread it again, and honestly, I wasn't as wowed as I've done a ton of personal development books that go a lot more depth to his concepts 
but still an excellent entry-level book. And I do love his interviews too. Okay, so we're talking a lot about music in this episode, (laughs) but she's not everyone's cup of tea, but Tori Amos is an artist that stands out as the embodiment of creativity and being available to the creative process. I mean, love her or hate her, if you watch her perform, especially in her early days, I'm not really a fan so much anymore, but in the early days, in the 90s, watching her perform, it's like a full body experience. And I'll link to an article below where she talks about her muses. Essentially, it's creativity that is trying to work through her. It's song lyrics, it's ideas. And she says they can get quite persistent. I remember reading that, oh, maybe even before I became a photographer. I can remember being inspired as an artist, a budding artist, just looking at her very unique album art. If you have her album, Boys for Pele, you know what I'm talking about. I love this quote by Elizabeth Gilbert. But to yell at your creativity saying, you must earn money for me, is sort of like yelling at a cat. It has no idea what you're talking about and all you're doing is scaring it away because you are making really loud noises and your face looks really weird when you do that. I personally believe that creative energy comes from our creator. He is the ultimate artist. And like other energies that are found in our world, like abundance, it doesn't pick or choose who to work through based on morality or anything like that. It's about who is open to it, who wants to receive it, who will do something with it. Okay, so now that we kind of laid the groundwork about creativity, let's talk about things that can block an artist's creativity. So first up is comparison. Yes, good old comparison. I like to think of comparison as a shape-shifting kidney shaker. The quickest way to devalue something is to compare it to something else. Okay, so first I want to point out How the brain works is to compare or to observe. It likes to figure out problems, aka potential dangers, and compare them on a subconscious level. So when I talk about comparison, this is not what I'm talking about. The nasty form of comparison that I am talking about here, well, again, this soul sucker, it's going to drain those with a core belief of not being enough. Comparison, it's like, it's a form of scarcity mindset. There's never enough because you believe you are not enough. You are always trying to measure up and you use others as the standard. Creativity, on the other hand, is rooted in abundance. There is enough creativity for everyone. Creativity is almost like a currency, like abundance. Actually, uh, a couple months ago, I had a learning lesson from God on this. I noticed a pattern of when I would get all these ideas and I'd like to flesh them out and start speaking them and talking out ideas and maybe things I would bring to the podcast, things that I would create a course about, or maybe create content around. And then I would shut myself down and I think, oh, I'm not ready to do anything with this yet. And it was because it was rooted in a lack. I was afraid that if I 
had all these ideas and said all these great things and I wasn't recording it or writing it down, then it would be wasted. No one would ever hear it but me. And God's like, is there a limit to creativity? Can you reach the end of it? As long as I'm open and I'm watching out for some of these creativity blockers like comparison, there's no limit to the ideas of things that I can talk about, create, teach. That's being in abundance. That's being open to creativity. Because comparison, it kills creativity. Period. Creativity is repelled by comparison. Why the hell should it work through us if we think someone else has it better? Imagine going to someone's birthday party and you see the guest of honor kind of sitting by herself, sulking and kind of playing on her phone, not making eye contact with anyone. And you have this gift for her. You know that she she loves crystals, she loves candles, what have you. And you, you picked out this gift that would delight her. And you give her the gift and she goes, oh, another candle. Thanks. Can you uh, go put it on the table with the others? How would you feel about that? Would you be excited about her next birthday party? What kind of gift would you want to bring then? I don't know if I would want to attend. <laughs> Furthermore, when we are looking to the outside of ourselves, we stop creating from within ourselves. Our voice becomes lost. Not to mention comparison. Well, it's the breeding ground for jealousy. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. The truth is someone is always going to be prettier, thinner, younger, more talented, more popular. How about instead we compare ourselves with where we were a few months ago, a few years ago, and seek to improve from that place? And don't forget, please don't forget, we are often seeing someone's highlight reel on social media. Wait, let me just take out the word often. We are seeing someone's highlight reel in social media. Baby, sometimes salt looks like sugar. Now, a little disclaimer. There is a difference between comparison and observation. I can observe somebody's life and say, I'm inspired by how they live their life, how they show up for it. And I'd like to know how they are accomplishing that. That is being inspired and observing success in an area of your life that you are looking to improve. Comparison is looking for the similarities between you and another person. While there's nothing wrong with noticing how you might be similar, the danger is when you find the similarity and feel inadequate because you assume their experience is better than yours. Trying to become them or copy an inspired idea that they have shine their unique light on is when we start to live inauthentically. We all have our own magic. We all have our unique light. We have our voice. You listen to podcasts and people are often saying the same thing, but they're saying it through their voice, through their lived experience. If you have ever compared yourself to someone else and felt inadequate instead of felt inspired, congratulations first, you're, you're human. 
But also, it may mean you've never received confirmation that you were enough because you are enough just as you are. Okay, so how did this land for you? I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on creativity. I'd love to hear for your thoughts on comparison. Remember, I am not a judgy McJudgerson. You are human. We all feel things like comparison and jealousy, not enoughness, to varying degrees. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate a review. Leaving a review lets Apple and Spotify know, hey, people like this podcast and more people will have it put in front of them and be able to receive the message here. And that's why I'm here. I want people to hear these words. And I know it's not for everyone. We're all on our journeys. We all resonate with different people, different messages. But I know that the people who need to hear this, they will hear this. And of course, I would love to see you in person in 2024 at one of my two workshops. We have Louisiana and we have Virginia. Love to create some magic with you. I hope you have a wonderful week. June, it's summer. The heat lamps have not come on yet here in SoCal. It has been, I think we're at 80 today. So I am enjoying the cooler temps. So sorry to hear if you were in Texas, you guys are getting cooked already. Some of my friends have been posting. Stay cool, Texas. Thank you for joining me. Until next time.